Kaz Brecker and his crew have just pulled off a heist so daring even they didn't think they'd survive. But instead of divvying up a fat reward, they're right back to fighting for their lives. Double-crossed and badly weakened, the crew is low on resources, allies, and hope. As powerful forces from around the world descend on Ketterdam to root out the secrets of the dangerous drug known as Jurda Perem, old rivals and new enemies emerge to challenge Kaz's cunning and test the team's fragile loyalties. A war will be waged on the city's dark and twisting streets, a battle for revenge and redemption that will decide the fate of the Grisha world. Crooked Kingdom by Lee Bardugo. Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me today for this episode of the Loveland Libcast, once again by our YA book experts, I have Becca and Anna from the teen division here at the Loveland Public Library. Becca and Anna, welcome back to- Thank you. Thank you. We're glad to be back. I am so excited to have you back to talk more YA for our podcast version of a YA book club. And we decided last time to discuss Crooked Kingdom by Lee Bardugo because we read Six of Crows. We all really enjoyed it and figured, hey, let's read the sequel and the finish the duology. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get to that, though, I would love to talk about summer learning and how that has gone so far for teens and what you all are doing and what teens and families could look forward to in July and going forward as we wrap things up for the end of summer learning. So are there any highlights or things that have been really exciting so far that you all have participated in and put on? Yeah. So summer learning is going great so far. We've had a lot of people um, in the teen hangout just, you know, enjoying the space over the summer while they're not in school. We've had a lot of people actually finish the program already. I made it sort of easy, easy this year intentionally. Everybody's really excited, you know, to be here this summer enjoying all of our programs. We've done some pretty cool things so far. Last weekend, I had a florist and bird that come up and make flower crowns with some of the kids. All right. We have flowers. That was pretty fun. Yeah, we all got to enjoy those. We looked very fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying a lot of teens have already completed the program. Is that yes. is that in terms of reading? They've already done that? So our program this year is actually mission-based. Um, okay. So reading is one of the missions, and you can complete any of the missions as many times as you want to earn your points. But there's a lot of missions that aren't reading-based. Some are just attending library programs, using our makerspace, spending time outside, that sort of thing. So we wanted to kind of open it up to be, you know, beyond just reading. That's very cool because that, yeah. that that gives teens hope who who maybe don't know about this yet or haven't gotten involved yet where they could jump in yeah, and complete it as well. You could well. definitely easily start now and still finish the program and get a ticket to the pool party on the 29th of July. So plenty of time for that. Don't hesitate. If you feel like you're too late, you're not. And, you know, worst comes to worst, maybe you earn a book or two. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you complete it. You can continue to enjoy the hangout, to mm -hmm. read books. You don't have to stop doing that. Once you don't have to be enrolled in the program to come to any of our programs. Most of them are registration-based, and they do go live two weeks before the event on our website. But there's a few coming up that are not registration-based, including Becca's Raptor program that I'm really excited about. Yeah, um, July 19th. Yeah. Do you That's talk about for that? clever girls only? Yes. All right. Yeah. Live dinosaurs on the lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Rocky Mountain Raptor program is coming to teach about raptors, what they are, how they hunt, all that fun stuff. And there will be a special guest. Whoa. I know. 
and a little activity. As well. I'll be excited to find <laughs> oh. out. Oh, oh we started already. That was hawkful. <laughs> <laughs> What what? What what date is that again? Uh, it is Thursday, July fourteenth. All right, and is that front lawn? Is that a register or no register? No, nah, just show up. Oh, awesome! I All know. right, maybe you'll Drop spy in. a raptor on your way to maybe. the event. You never know. Yeah, you never know. And, and then today is a non-registration program, so listeners will miss it. We're watching the Mortal Instruments, which is based off of a YA book called The City of Bones by Cassandra Clare, which there was a book club for on Tuesday. But in July, we will be discussing To All the Boys I've Loved Before by Jenny Han on the Tuesday, the 26th. And we'll watch that movie on Thursday, the 28th. No right. registration required, but we will offer free books to teens who come in while supplies last okay cool and do you have, those books are now so by the time people listen to this they could come in and claim yeah. their book and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. read awesome yeah. free books yeah you're gonna have like books. popcorn snacks too for the movie right yes yeah. thank you yeah. <laughs> i assume candy drinks all that fun stuff we have lots of snacks in the teen hangout i like to just make sure everyone is aware yeah. free food <laughs> come and get it and we, I know we mentioned this last time, and Anna, you had mentioned it as well, but it's July 29th is the pool party? Yes. Okay. And you will want to have enrolled in the teen summer learning program and completed, and completed, completed it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yes, once you complete it, you'll get a little ticket. You just bring that with you to the pool party. It admits you and your family. And that is at the Chilson, correct? Uh, at Winona Pool. Chilson's the backup if it rains, which I've heard that it happens frequently. Okay. <laughs> so. Winona Pool, but we've got a backup if it rains. And there's free pizza. And free cone of ice mm -hmm. and some more drawings. Did you say a cone of ice? <laughs> That's kind of. my yes, favorite yeah. YA book. <laughs> no, it would be like a cone of ice and pools. frost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cone of ice and magic. Cone of ice, the food check. <laughs> oh, cone of ice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. You get your hot pizza and your cone of ice and your mm -hmm. pool. I like what to cover more? all the bases. Yeah. yeah. What more could you ask for? And the movie sounds fun, too. Snacks and yeah. read about it. Compare it to the book. That It's very encouraged to yell at the screen. Heckle oh, it. all right. That's not in the book. <laughs> She's supposed to be blonde. For example, like this week, this month, Becca's reading City of Bones and doing mm -hmm. watching mm -hmm. the Mortal Instruments. And I personally don't like the author, Cassandra Clare. Um, so I'm just <laughs> been complaining about her to Becca this whole time. Yeah. And that's allowed. That's allowed with this it book club. Is. If you want to complain and say that you thought it was terrible and that you think the author is a hack, then you can say so. Wow. Yeah, express a yourself. But I didn't say that on a podcast about any specific <laughs> author. It's just an example of what you could say. Yeah, someone might have that opinion. Someone could have that opinion they about any random, it. any old author. Yeah. Or with this movie, you could say... They're supposed to be teenagers, not 30-year-olds. <laughs> I feel like you can say that about any movie with teenagers. In well, it. we're just a bunch of teenagers talking about it's, books. Yeah, so. right? Yeah, I guess we're I shouldn't talk. I'm 34 and I'm reading about YA, <laughs> about 17-year-olds. So You can read whatever you want, whenever you want. That, that sounds with. amazing. That's like a uh, melodrama, you know? Boo, yeah. hiss, hack. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. No throwing at the screen, but that's No throwing at the screen. Yeah. And keep it appropriate. That sounds wonderful and very cool to know that those about those events coming up, reading opportunities, movie opportunities, the pool party. I will make sure to have the link to the teen events in the notes and people can see all of that 
information, those things that registration is required or what they can just show up and enjoy and yeah, get started. You can also put the link to the teen summer learning part of the summer learning program. So teens can jump in and get their ticket to the pool party. Perfect. The pizza pool party. Now we're going to dive into Crooked Kingdom by Lee Bardugo. We discussed, as I mentioned before, Six of Crows in a previous episode. So if you hadn't listened to that, you're welcome to listen to that now or whenever you want. I'm not the boss of you. Um, (laughs) Or don't. You're your own person. (laughs) That's right. But we did. We discussed Six of Crows and the consensus is that we all really enjoyed it. Felt like it was maybe a slow burn. Took a, took a little bit to get started, but once you were sucked in, you were hooked. And a lot of fun characters and a great fantasy. Um, what is it called? Russian steampunk. Yeah, what was fantasy the word? steampunk. We had a word, didn't we? We did have a word, or like at least a phrase. Zarpunk. Zarpunk. Yeah. It was Zarpunk. <laughs> so this is the Grishaverse. This is Zarpunk. This is Daniel. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so punchy today. Um, He'll razzle dazzle. <laughs> yeah. So today we are going to be discussing Crooked Kingdom, which is the follow-up. Six of Crows leaves you on a cliffhanger. This is a continuation of that same story. It's a duology. So it's two books written by Lee Bardugo that complete the series. She hasn't ruled out writing more about these characters in this part of the Grishaverse, but she also said it would be down the road. So there's nothing imminent. So she's if you, busy. Yeah, she's, she's got a lot on <laughs> her plate. She made me a little busy. Yeah, she's busy. She's, she's got, a little busy. She's, yeah. she's writing a bunch of stuff. Grishaverse is incredibly popular. And let's get started on crooked kingdom so let's start with you becca we are going to give our reviews and talk about who would love this book so what did you think about crooked kingdom and these are spoiler free we will go to the spoiler zone we're we're prepared we have our backpacks and helmets our armor yeah i would give it four and a half because i loved it i would give it five stars but i had the same issue that i had with Six of Crows, where it was just hard for me to get into it, which was upsetting to me because I was like, I know these characters and I love them and I want to find out what happens. But it was just difficult, which I don't know if part of that is because I had to read it for work. It's like, I don't know, any book, no matter how much you love it, the second you have to read it, then it's a chore, Mm -hmm. even if you love it. But yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Once I got sucked in, I blew through it, and yeah, I was excited to find out what happened next. Four and a half. Four and a half. Anna, how about you? Becca kind of stole my reading because I was also going to give it a four and a half. <laughs> um, I did really enjoy it, especially the, the last half of it. I tend to reserve five-star ratings for like my favorite books of all time, you know? So going to be a little harsh there. But yeah, I definitely think it was a four and a half. I did also have that issue where... Like in the beginning, it was hard for me to get picked up, but I did think it was weird because yeah. I was emotionally invested in the characters at that point. Right? It's weird. I think I don't maybe what it, it is is like to have Kaz at the end pull off these like fantastical multi-layered schemes. There's a lot of like building up that has to be done, like right introducing yeah, all the characters who were involved in it. This, yeah. you know, the the plots like we had to go Kaka Rollins and his family, Wyland's family, Alice, you know, like all these other additional characters that had to be you know brought brung in. 
So I think what she's doing in these books is sort of like in the beginning, like she's sort of laying out the steps, like building the whole thing. And then like Kat, we just watch Kaz slowly like unravel it. Yeah. Um, it's like twist, twist, twist. Yeah, exactly. And that's the part where like it gets fun. So I think maybe it's just that like the beginning parts of the book where it's the setup aren't as exciting as the like fun twist parts. Maybe. That's just my theory. Fair. It makes sense. Yeah. Daniel. I'm going to be way different and give this one four stars. Whoa. <laughs> so different. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I threw it in the trash as soon as it was reading it on Kindle. So I threw my Kindle in the trash. I have so many my authors took it out of the trash. After this podcast goes <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I was under the same, I was speaking to my mom about, she was visiting. And so I was reading this while she was here. And we we also talked about that kind of how when you have to when you have to read something for any reason, whether it's a book group or school or a yeah. podcast, it does even if you like it, it can kind of take a little bit of the joy out of it because you're yeah. you just know you're on a you're on a deadline. And so sometimes you're trying to squeeze it into your day rather than just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna enjoy yeah. this this media that I like. And so I, I there was a bit of that and I felt, I felt like some of the, and I totally agree. It's like, it does seem like the slow burn element is because it's setting up these dominoes that, mm -hmm. that fall. I, I got pretty confused at the end about how some of the dominoes were I did falling. Too. Yeah. Um. So I was just kind of like, I, I would have to like really go back and reread this to kind of understand some of this better. But also because I was reading it on a deadline, I was like. Well, I just got to press forward, yeah. um, but no I still, time. I still enjoy all the characters and the setting. The Grisha verse, Lee Bardugo is is an author who really knows how to write. She does cool action scenes and combat scenes and character introspection and building characters and building the world. So all of that I will talk about in the spoiler zone. One of the things that I just really didn't like about, which also kind of <laughs> soured it where I was like, mm, you're losing the half star. You're oh, down at mm. four. Uh, but still, yeah, still four stars, still really good. If you decide to pick up Six of Crows, you will probably want to keep going and you will be rewarded because it is it's a fun duology. If I recommend this to, to people, I would say, yeah, read both of them. And, and you'll probably want to anyway. But yeah, it's fun. And, and you do at the end go. <laughs> I don't know if the audience at home can listen to this. We are recording live from the <laughs> Loveland Public Library, and sometimes you hear voices in the background. Yeah, so it, it. I would still say if you like fantasy, if you like YA, if you like YA fantasy that plays around some tropes, avoids some tropes, uh, but still gives you some of those things that you expect. Uh, it's still it's it's pretty dark. Yeah, um, it's, it's so violent. Yeah, and there, and some of the characters say stuff where you're like, "Whoa, that was!" But often too, after they say it, they're like, they will reflect on it, or someone else mm -hmm. will kind of call mm -hmm. them out or something. So, mm -hmm. but it's still, it, it's 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 a dark fantasy YA. So be prepared if you read that, or you know, older teen or something like that. But yeah, still enjoyed it. Four out of five stars. Does Solid. anyone have any? I did think the ending was a little confusing, too. That's interesting, because on the second read, I actually really liked it. I sort of could see what the people... It also helps that with this one, there are more characters in play who are from the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Zoya and uh, oh, Genya okay, and Sturmund. Yeah. 
So if you kind of know their story, it makes things a little easier to follow, I think. Yeah. So I found it was easier for me to kind of, like, I think I was also confused by some of that stuff the first time that I read it. So yeah, I think that might be yeah, part it, of it. It kind of made me think of the, what are those, the Brad Pitt, George Clooney. Ocean's and the, Eleven. Yeah. Mm, and then they yeah. made the, the version with all women. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, may, it, it reminded me of those movies just in that, like, it's fun and you're expecting these twists, but you could also enjoy it and maybe enjoy it more even experiencing it again because yeah. you see like what they're All the setting moving up. Parts yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those those kind of twists. So yeah, I can totally see how that background knowledge or the second time through it would probably increase your enjoyment, which which speaks a lot to to the quality of it in yeah, my mind. Definitely. Okay. Well, I guess we need to go to the spoiler zone. I'm, I'm a little afraid. Um, All right. It's always I think, I think we can handle it. <laughs> kind of a dangerous experience, but for our listeners, I'm willing to do just about anything. <laughs> we will see you all on the other side where spoilers have the green light. Spoiler zone. And we're here. We're in the spoiler zone. Welcome to the spoiler zone, everyone. Thanks. It's not as scary as I thought. We did it. So, the spoiler zone. We talk about whatever we want. Sometimes we spoil other books. <laughs> um, that may happen. So be prepared. If you made it this far, then expect the unexpected and expect spoilers. We have three questions to discuss, and then we'll wrap up this duology. And... Maybe do some recommendations. Anna, this book is full of twists. Which one was the most surprising to you and which was your favorite? So I had to really think about this question because the surprises that were the biggest were the things that I remembered from reading it the last time. So like they weren't surprising a second time, but it reminded me like, oh yeah, that was a big deal when I first, I remember, you know, how shocked I was by that. The biggest one for me, I think, was when Wyland's mom turned up alive in that hospital yeah, that was a big one for me. I think in that moment, you really realized like the depth of corruption in Jan Van Eck's character. It's really like, wow, he actually, you know, like there's, and, and Wyland, that's, it's that moment for Wyland too, right? Where he realizes, wow, there's, there's no forgiving my father and the things he's done. There's no looking for loopholes or maybe like hoping that he meant something different. It's, yeah. So that was a big one for me. I also liked at the very end how they revealed that the Council of Tides were actually the rest of the Grisha that were hiding out in Ketterdam. I thought that was a pretty good bait and switch. Although I'm surprised, no, we did hear from the Council of the Tides at the end. That's right. I was going to say I'm yeah. surprised there's no repercussion for that, but then there was. So yeah, it'll, that'll tie in really nicely. Yeah, I liked that. How about you, Becca? I think the most surprising twist is like kind of a cop out because it they went back on it, but when Wyland's like getting beat up by his dad's cronies, and then it's like he tried to be strong like Kaz and like Jesper, but he was weak and he told them everything, and I was like. <laughs> oh my god. I almost mentioned that one too, yeah. Yeah, I think I audibly one. gasped to myself at home. <laughs> but that one was bananas. It blew my mind. But then it was all set up. Yep. But that one was... I like when a twist like catches me off guard like that. It makes me excited to read more. But probably the most surprising real twist was his mom being alive. Yeah. And then my favorite one was Nina's powers mm. turning into controlling dead people. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. I think the one that was most surprising to me 
was that the Council of Tides wasn't like that they had faked all of that. Yeah. Um, just like the the way it was set up and the way it happened and then meeting the real ones and it was like, oh, okay. So he <laughs> I I should have seen that coming because yeah. Kaz is like just has to control everything. So mm -hmm. yeah. you wouldn't think that he'd just risk this part of this whole plan <laughs> needs to happen uh to work in his favor. And yeah, my favorite my favorite twist. Yeah, it was probably the the Wylan because I, 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 especially early on, I was like, oh, Wylan, I, you're really making it hard for me to like you because you're kind of a, <laughs> you're a little bit of a goody two shoes yeah. and yeah. like you're Naive. so, yeah, and you're yeah. so committed to this, this group already. You've done so much stuff and yet you're still like kind of being a white knight about yeah. everything. <laughs> like just accept who you are and what you're doing. Hey, I'm going to do this bad thing, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Still going to do it. But then him really actually taking a beating to, to trick everyone. That was, that was one of those like, Oh, okay. Like maybe he is kind of growing and changing and really actually getting beat up for it. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to ask the next question? I can ask. Okay. Daniel, do you want to answer first then? Sure. Cool. So, do you think the characters got the endings they deserved? How would you have changed them? So this this was what I alluded to about the endings. I, when Matthias died, I was just like, "This is this it's so sad." It, it, I I I wasn't even sad because I was just like, "This feels so out of left field to me." Like it didn't feel earned. So I mm. was like. Why did he die? Like, just it just it felt weird to just have this random like, I'm gonna kill a main character. Yeah, and I also felt like he, as the book went on, he his his arc got less and less important. It felt felt like mm -hmm. in the in Six of Crows, he was developed so much more, and in this one, it was sort of just like he was he had come to terms with what he thought about Grisha, and. At the end, he was he was really kind of seeing, oh, this this group I used to be a part of that is so ignorant and hates Grisha for no reason. And he's able to see that. And then it's just like some rando kid <laughs> shoots you in the stomach and and the way where he just he like walks up and he's like, hey, everybody. And then he keels over. Um, yeah. I just kinda, I just it didn't. It didn't hit the way where like I, I liked him and I liked his character arc. And then when he died, I was like, I, I guess I also kind of assumed like there's going to be some magic or something that brings yeah. him back. And then that never really happened. But then also knowing there wasn't a third book, I was kind of like, well, I guess he's gone. And I don't really know. <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't maybe what I'm trying to articulate is like it wasn't sudden enough to be like a gut punch to be like a whoa, like, I cannot believe he was taken out. But it also, it wasn't, or maybe I'm just not smart enough <laughs> to see <laughs> to see it foreshadowed. And I even, <laughs> after I finished the book, I Googled, like, is Matthias alive? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is Matthias alive? And I think there was an interview with Lee Bardugo where she was like, she had expressed, well, he had to die, like, this was... You know, his his arc was leading up to this seeing kind of a young version of himself, you know, use that hatred, direct it towards him and killing him. And I was kind of like, I it don't know. It seems more symbolic to be the other way around. 
like not him killing a kid. I don't want that, but like killing the old version of himself. Yeah. It seems more. I feel like he kind know. of did that a little bit when he stood up to his old mentor, though. Yeah, know? that's true. Like, yeah. and I did like the symbolism of like, yeah, like if sort of all his sins coming back to haunt him. Yeah. Um, But I didn't think he deserved to die either. Yeah. 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 It just didn't. I felt like I should have been more sad that he died. <laughs> and when I wasn't, I just sort of said, well, maybe it was just kind of the execution of how it played out where mm, I was like, yeah. well, that's lame. Why'd you have to kill him? But I wasn't yeah. like devastated in a way where it's like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of like, that's a it's kind of like, I felt like you just decided that one yeah. character had to die. It and did it feel that way. Him. And everyone else had such a, kind of such a great, ending or like an ending that where they were able to realize their dreams it's like but not you buddy you gotta even though you had like the most growth yeah <laughs> you gotta go so i wonder if that was sort of intended to like balance out like she was like okay i can have every single character you know turn out to achieve their dreams like somebody has to suffer a little bit at the end yeah becca how about you what did you i think nina kind of didn't have an ending at all <laughs> everyone else was yeah. all happy with closure and then she's just like well the guy i love died so i guess i'm gonna go walk on the arctic tundra with his body <laughs> that's pretty sad <laughs> like, yeah that's not yeah yeah and then Anna and i were just talking and i think that inej deserved better because it seemed like she just kind of like stuck around for kaz and i think that he's kind of manipulative and just wants to keep her there, but not actually make anything happen. And she needs to be free, then do her thing and be a leader. Yeah. But, I don't know. Everyone else was pretty solid. I was happy she got her ship, though. Yeah, but she's not going to use it. <laughs> she's just going to stay like, there. I sort of imagine her, like, coming to and from Ketterdam. Yeah, like, that would be good. I mean, like, the threat she made to Pekka Rollins sounded like she was going to be around all the time, but I think that's maybe just a threat to him. Yeah. But she also had such a bad life there. Like, obviously, she made a lot of meaningful relationships, but also there's a ton of trauma there, and she has the opportunity to, like, peace yeah, out. True. What do you think? Yeah, I, I didn't think Math- Matthias deserved to die. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. That's what the book says. Yeah, we, we found the pronunciation guide at yeah, the back of the book. It's in the very back. <laughs> it's at the very, very back. It's one of those things that you find when you're like, oh, I don't, I don't need that anymore. That. I shouldn't have thrown my Kindle away. Matthias. So. <laughs> it's 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 Matthias. I'll I'll say it right now correctly. Matthias. And then I'll go in and edit and we'll that. Just edit it. Yeah. <laughs> Matthias. I thought everyone was great except for... Matthias. <laughs> we should say different reflections. Matthias. Yeah. Matthias. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I definitely didn't think he deserved to die. And I did want to know a little bit more about like what Nina got up to without him, but I have my theories about that. I, I did like uh, the ending for Jesper and Wylan and their families. Would I have changed any of them? I'm not sure. I would like to have seen Kaz put in like a little more effort to change for Inej. Like, yeah. he kind of just goes back to reviving the drags again. Like, Yeah, he's like, that's um, hard. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it. Right. <laughs> I tried it for five seconds and I didn't like it. Or just let her continue to, like, reach out a hand to me. And I'll yeah. continue to, like, reject it. Right. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was one thing in general, too, that it was hard for me to square that circle. Of, it appears as though every Kaz plan works. Mm-hmm. People constantly doubt him or say, like, you know, 
give me more information or I'm not going to do that. Where I was like, well, if it always works at some point when you just be like, yeah, like (laughs) this, this person, (laughs) anytime he tries to do something, it works out. Like it doesn't matter how complicated. That's true. Wylan got beat up and Edge got poked with ninja stars. She did. Yeah. But it, it, it just made me feel like, and going along with that, like his growth, it was like, well, he's he's not really incentivized to grow if like it yeah, constantly works out he for just gets him. Gets what he wants all the time. Yeah, and that, and I would have liked to see that more as well. Where, it, well, if you want, if you want to be with someone, you can't scheme into that. You're gonna right. have to be Work more vulnerable than just helping her bandage her yeah. body. And- <laughs> <her collarbone once. laughs> yeah, but that yeah, that was just one of those funky Kaz things. I don't know. It's it's weird to just it always works, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I also Beck and I were talking before this about the fact that like Kaz was behaving in a pretty obnoxious way for like most of this book. Um, I was kind of annoyed with him for like a lot of it because he was either like making like moody eyes at Anaj but not like doing anything about it or he was just being like grumpy and rude to everybody else. And I was like, you're just being a typical obnoxious teenager and I'm a little over it right now. <laughs> Taking um, out your feelings on other people. Right. Who had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Nope. Instead of just like telling Anaj how you feel. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> that was that was obnoxious, I thought. But a, a realistic representation of a way a seventeen year old might act in that situation. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that is one thing. And maybe it's yeah, maybe that that is that is in the plus column of like it's it's a the the accurate portrayal of people because they're all like between fifteen and eighteen. I think eighteen, yeah, which is so easy to forget. Yeah, they were um, like twenty five in my head the whole time. <laughs> and Nash is very emotionally mature, mature for someone her age. Like, that's kind yeah. of why I like her, but also I'm like, is this realistic? No. Yeah, it, and that that's where it is. It's They all seem like fully functional adults, but then yeah. also, like, they're not. But it's then it's like, well, maybe that's what it is like being a teen, where it's like, you, sometimes you are, then sometimes that's you're... True. That's you, probably pretty close to accurate, aren't. yeah. Especially with all the trauma they went through. Yeah. I mean, congrats. Yeah, this book is definitely about traumatized teenagers, for sure. Yeah. Although her fans are begging for more, Bardugo has said that if she does write a third Six of Crows book, it will not be for a long while. Whose story would you like to see play out? What do you think happens to them after the end of Crooked Kingdom? So, here's the whole headcanon like, situation I have worked out, right? Um, you, <laughs> I feel like you have like a map somewhere, <laughs> like lines to, all over. I used to write fan fiction back in the day, <laughs> so my instinct is to like just you know plot out the whole rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think Kaz does continue to be obnoxious and stay with the dregs for a while, but eventually he joins Inej on her ship on the Wraith, and they get a crew and like sail around and are like stopping the slavers. Right at some point, are they together? Yes, together. Like okay. it's like, but I together, think she's the together. captain. He's like her first mate because he needs to learn some humility and like chill yeah. out. Um, and she's smarter than him. Sit down. Um, exactly. So <laughs> I think probably inevitably they're going to go visit Ravka, right? Because Nina's there and Anish's parents yeah. are there. And I really liked the interaction between Kaz and Sturmund, who is one of my favorite characters of this yeah. Shadow and Bone trilogy. So I really liked their interaction with one another and like how it highlighted their similarity as like, I think Nikolai is an example of what. Kaz could grow up to be, um, where like he's still a criminal, he still does the these things that are considered untoward, but he does them for a good reason. Mm-hmm. He's a good he has good motives deep down, but he's like willing to, you know. And I think Kaz is that, but he's gotten a little bit too over to the dark side, you know what I mean? And he's struggling yeah. to like so what I would like to see is Kaz and Stormman meet again 
And then Stormhunt says, hey, I'm too busy being the king of Ravka. You need to take over being Stormhunt. And then so then Kaz becomes Stormhunt of the pirate, sort of like uh, you're the dread uh, pirate Robins now, Roberts now, yeah, um, like one of those things where he just, he he becomes the symbol, <laughs> yeah. right? And then Kaz and Stormwood work together. Yeah. So that's my whole like little like fan fiction scenario <laughs> that I plotted out in my head, right? I didn't think a lot about Jesper and Wyland because I think they're kind of like settled into their like life. I do wonder if it'd be interesting to do like a thing where Wyland's mom and uh, Jesper's dad like fall in love Aww. because then Jesper and Wyland are also love because it'll be awkward, but. I feel like Jesper weird. would be cool with it. And Jesper would, but Wyland would like not. It. Yeah. Wyland would not like it Wasn't at all. Wasn't it all alluding to, like, Alice was in love with her music teacher? Yes. About the whole thing? Yes, uh-huh. I think she had the music teacher care in the little affair in the lake house, and they have their little dog, and maybe they have more kids and whatever. Um, <laughs> They're cute and happy. Yeah. <laughs> they can be cute and happy. They didn't, well, the one guy was a little rude to an edge, but... It would be fun to see Wyland's mom. See if, like, she completely recovers. Because I said she makes progress. It's just yeah. really slow. Yeah. I sort of assumed that, like, Jan had, like, drugged her or something and then said, oh, she's crazy and sent her to a mental hospital. Do we have a good confirmation of, like, what exactly happened there? Yeah, they didn't. They, they It didn't explain if it was, like, traumatization or drugging or yeah. reversible or why they even thought she was... Yeah. They definitely alluded to the fact that it's his fault that she's acting in that manner and was admitted. Like, she was admitted because they thought, oh, she's crazy. And he it, did something to make her act that way. But then, Or was it one of those things where, like, you know, back in the 19th century, if, like, women were behaving in a way that someone didn't want she them to, she, she has hysteria. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if it was, like, one of those types of things where, like, Wilde's mom was like, I don't want you to disinherit my son. And he was like, you have hysteria. Go to a mental hospital. Um, she can't read, but I can. Right? Like, exactly. Whoa. Um, You're locked up. So, yeah. I would like to know what, what exactly happened there. How about you, Becca? I think... I like Wylan and Jesper the most, but I probably want to see Kaz just because his story is the most interesting. Like, I feel like he'd be up to more shenanigans. I like when they explain every step of his plan at the end. A lot of the time I feel like I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. I'm like, whoa, that was sick. And then <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to guess more. I definitely got the sense, yeah, that like, after this is over, like, Wyland and Jesper are kind of settled. They're probably not going to do a lot, whole lot more crazy stuff. But I think I could see, like, Kaz and Nina and um, Inej having more adventures. Because, like, Nina, I think, is going to go to Fierda and bury Matthias. And then I'm hoping that she does what he asked her to, which was try to, like, be an ambassador to the Fierdans and, like, try and, like, smooth things over. So yeah. I kind of see her doing that and then maybe Kaz and Inej, Kaz and Inej getting involved. Especially if he's Sturmhund, then he might be, you know? Yeah. So that's what I sort of envisioned the third book being, like, about that sort of situation. That's, that's what I was going to say, is that I think... Nina is set up for the most interesting fight. If I didn't know anything going into it, and it was just like, this is going to be a Nina book, I would be like, okay, I'm totally in because she's she already has a very clear kind of path. of She's going into this country in this area where she's totally vilified. And, and she has cool friends too. Yeah, and, and she just oh. she has like a, a very complicated life to lead yeah. going forward and also kind of a mission already i'm gonna go bury him where he belongs and that's gonna be dangerous and also like i'm still not convinced that he's totally dead or maybe there's some wolf thing he shows up in a wolf body or something i don't know that would be cool but yeah it just seems like there's a lot there's a lot could happen i would rather i think kaz would be better served going forward as a tertiary character Mm -hmm. You know, he he shows up, but it's like, okay, he's probably doing something manipulative or he has some scheme going on. Classic Kaz. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's like a 
Dr. Faustus thing almost. Because that, that's kind of that's just the vibe I got from the whole time. It's like he, it yeah. just always works when he's involved. And yeah, you might get banged up or what, but it's like that is kind of annoying. It, yeah, well, it just it kind it takes a little bit of the drama out to me versus like a yeah. character who's like, well, you may have a plan, but like that doesn't mean it's going right. to work for me because the stakes aren't high. Yeah, like, you know, it's going to work. And and so I would I would be much more interested if it was an Inej story, mm. and maybe Kaz was involved, but he doesn't even need a perspective chapter. Yeah. Or he just kind of shows up in a way that either complicates the situation or he's sort of a necessary evil. Or, but I would just have to, someone would have to read it for him and be like, don't worry, Kaz, things change for him. He, yeah. It doesn't work out and he has to deal with the fallout or he, yeah. he has to make a decision of, you know, am I, because I, I also am, I'm not convinced that he wouldn't, like he just, he, revenge seems to be his major motivation in yeah. life. Now that he's kind of completed that. But it's also like accumulating power and wealth. Right. Now that's just like who he is. Yeah. And are you really going to be able to turn off that? Or are you just going to, you won't stop until you're like running the whole, like you're the (laughs) biggest Kirch merchant around or, you know, like where, where do you go and what do you do with that power? And that was kind of what Inej was asking him sort of at the end was a sort of, we could still be (laughs) taking out bad people. (laughs) Like that could be what you do. Right. Um, and that that might be interesting. But yeah, I would just for starters, I would be much more interested. What is Nina doing? How is she going to get yeah. there? How she's going to take care of his body? And then how she, what she's going to do with Ravka? Is she going to yeah. join back up with them? Is she going to see her mission? Like, I have to help these people see that we're not monsters. Yeah. She she to me has the most potential for a cool story. I think she and Inej yeah. like sort of finished out the story with the strongest and most clear purpose going forward, right? Yeah. Because, like, Nina's obviously not happy, but, like, she has, like, <laughs> M- uh, Matthias's dying wish to fulfill, right? And Nina has her mission with the slavers. I mean, Nina. Inej has her mission with the slavers. So, yeah, and they also happen to be, like, my favorites, so I would love if the third book was just, like, their two perspectives. Yeah. Like, oh, I think yeah. that would be great. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Becca, I you gonna... changed my answer. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I want it to be Nina, but wanted to burn the world down. That'd be She's great. so sad and angry. And she has this power to bring the dead back. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. she could be the White Walker. Yeah. She's the Ice King. That is, no, not the Ice King. That's ice Queen. I hadn't yeah. even... Yeah. Cause that, I just wanted to be like a villain now. That's... Yeah. Like, yeah, you have a right Ooh. to be mad. You get it, girl. <laughs> or if uh, like... She could... I also really love the relationship between Nina and Inej, like their close friendship. Like, yeah. So I wonder if we could, like Nina goes off to the dark side and Inej is trying to like bring her back. Oh, yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah. Or Nina going evil dismantles their friendship and like how does that play out? Yeah, yeah. they have to fight each other. Mm. And Inej seems to be... She seems to be down for... As long as you're taking out bad people doing bad things, then... Mm-hmm. It's justified. And yeah. you could totally see Nina, because I, I had totally forgotten about that. She Because she's even, she's like, I have these weird powers that I'm not sure are going to be cool with yeah. other Grisha. Matthias could be like her. Uh, well, that, yeah, that, that's kind of something I was like, is she going to bring him back in some so weird, like. She did for like five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. And she was like, well, don't do that. Yeah. And then she stopped. Listen, that's a good friend when they're like, listen, don't resurrect your dead boyfriend. That's true. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Cut it out. Let's just put him back where he was. <laughs> yeah, that. And may, maybe that's why she did that is like setting up a yeah. character who just had so much. But in an edge, too. But 
yeah, there's already a mission. Like, <laughs> well, she's go got nothing thing? left. Yeah, she's yeah. taken a corpse with her to yeah. the scary ice world. Yeah, well, like Inej has her parents and a mission, and Nina does Jesper have... and Wylan have each other. And I feel like Nina could go back with Zoya and Genya and like be part of like the second army again if she wanted to. I don't want her to though. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder what because I wanted to help destroy them. things. I wanted to help them, but I don't know if I wanted to be part of the second army again. Like I could see her mm. maybe as like an emissary to Fierda, but I think she'd want to do it. Because her yeah. that yeah. power is it seems like it's very unique. Like yeah, it seems it like, like it's she, the only one. Yeah, she was just wondering like, will they even accept me anymore? Because right. this it's is pretty taboo. Yeah, and they don't even know above and beyond what they do and don't know about their abilities. In this case, too, it's like you were changed by this drug. Yeah. And no one even know people didn't even know that was possible. But it seems like if you continue to use those powers, it helps you get better from what the drug did to you. Right. So, and yeah. I, so in the other books, they do like go a little bit deeper into like the Grisha power. And like without spoiling too much in the original trilogy, the main character uses like these amplifiers to like make her already strong power like stronger. So like. Within the world, there is some precedent of altering the power or, oh, like, the main okay. character of Shadow and Bone is, like, the Sun Summoner. That's not a big spoiler. Um, but, like, she's the only one of those. Like, We're no one else right can... right place to spoil anyway. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, like, she's the only one, right? She has this unique power. So, like, there's also some precedent for, like, people having unique powers, too. So, yeah, I am really curious to see, though, how the other characters would react to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if anyone else can go through that process... What powers they would get. Yeah, like what happened would it if, be like, the same? If, if that happened to Zoya or like, yeah, um, that'd be interesting. Yeah, because it seemed you assume that Kuwait is that how yeah. you pronounce it? That he's he's going to be working mm-hmm. on some sort of okay, some some sort of cure or like that's yes. kind of the point yeah. of keeping him alive is so someone will else to will discover making this drug. But if we also discover an antidote to it, then that will neutralize like the world changing <laughs> yeah actually now that you mentioned i can't see the first thing nina doing being like i mean she's gonna marry bury matthias obviously first um but then i can see her going back to help like discover a cure for the antidote for param they probably need her to study since she's the only one who survived the withdrawal yeah. so yeah all right well that was some good crooked kingdom talk any last comments about this duology i would have loved to see a third one but i think that being a duology was perfect yep I don't like when authors just keep going and going and going. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I should have ended it after like book three. What um, I think I'd like to see instead is in that King of Scars trilogy, which is going to be about like the King of Ravka. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see like characters showing up in that, like Nina helping them find the cure for uh, Parem. Like maybe they went into an edge on the sea or like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. Not necessarily it being centered on their stories, but like getting little bits and pieces of like, you know, yeah. what they're up to. That'd be great. I also watched the first season of the Netflix show. Which stuck a lot closer to the plot of Shadow and Bone than it did to the plot of, like, Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. But all the characters from Six of Crows are in the story. They just have kind of a different plot line that overlaps with the rest of the characters. So I'm curious if the show continues for a few seasons, if we'll get, like, what's going to happen. If we'll see some of these, like, future things that we thought about play out. I mean, Matthias is still alive, so is she going to kill him off eventually in the show? Like, I'm curious now. Will it's, it be more dramatic? It'll be more dramatic. Or just walking, walking in. Yeah, because hey the Six of Crows plot was just totally thrown out the window. So like, maybe they're gonna do it in season two instead, or like, maybe they're gonna go more like this kind of, or like, are they gonna go back to Catterday? I don't know. I have a lot of questions about the show now. Yeah. Now I kind of want to watch it. Yeah. Right. 
you'll have a lot of material to like scream at the screen like that was different mm, like gotcha. that's not what it but i maintain that i do love the casting for cas barker and i will stand by it <laughs> i need to look at it again i just feel like he looks like a grown man <laughs> he there? probably is a grown man well, no, that actor is like 27 at least i don't know i don't know well, we don't know, folks. <laughs> That's the conclusion. You don't know. No, that, that yeah, I, I, would, I would be interested in seeing the Netflix show now just to kind of, since I know the, the world and the characters a bit more. And yeah, or, or start from actually, Shadow and Bone. Shadow Damn and Bone. bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starting from Shadow and Bone, I could see myself being interested in that. But yeah, we all liked it. We all think good duology. Four end up stars. Yeah, averaged out to <laughs> 4. 5 stars. Yeah. So if you, yeah, looking for YA fantasy, something that's that's darker, explores darker themes, characters have experienced trauma and create trauma on others. This is, it's a, it's a captivating, often fun, like it's, it's not all dark kind of stuff. There's, there's, it's a, funny. There, yeah, there's humor in it. It's funny that the characters, they feel like different characters and that brings uh, different perspectives and, and energy and, and humor or depth or sadness or drama. I liked at the end how it, it was somebody, I don't know if it was in Wyland's POV or maybe Nash, but they mentioned like the strengths that like each of them have. Matthias's strength, Wyland's ingenuity. And that's just courage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that, that makes them sort of a complete whole. It's like a Captain kind of... Planet situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Without the rings. All right. Well, before we get going, do you all have any recommendations? Yeah. All right. Becca, <laughs> you're eager to. So one that I'm reading is Shatter Me mm. by Tahira Mafi. It's pretty old. It's a dystopian about the main character has special powers. And I don't really read the back. Because I want it to be a surprise. Okay. I'm on like chapter three, but she's completely isolated in this like jail type situation because her powers hurt her parents. Uh, so they sent her here and I'm excited to find out what happens. All right. And then my other one is called The First to Die at the End by Adam Silvera. I'm so excited about this one. <laughs> um, it's an ARC, an advanced reader's copy. It doesn't come out until October 4th. But it's a prequel to They Both Die at the End, which is one of my favorite books. All right. It's so good. I sob when I read it. But Spoiler alert, they both die at the end. That's good. <laughs> no, but it's so good that know, the whole time is. you're like, oh, maybe they won't, though. Yeah. Like, oh, I love them. Maybe yeah. they'll make it. They don't. Dead. Put one in the column for spoilers don't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's that in the name. Right in the title, yep. <laughs> but in this universe... There's a company called Deathcast that will call you the day that you're going to die and say, like, yo, it's your last day. You better say your goodbyes or whatever. And so this one is the very first time that they do a call or make a call. There's like this big party for the kickoff and it's crazy new technology. And then one of them gets the call and is the first to die. I don't know how. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, very exciting. Very yeah, absolutely. And Anna, how about you? So reading wise, I've just started. I'm kind of in a headspace right now where like my motivation to like process complex information is just like at an all time low. So I think I'm going to go with graphic novels for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to restart Saga um, and try to read through that. 
Television-wise, the show that I'm currently obsessed with is called Our Flag Means Death. It's on HBO, and it's about gay pirates. Show. Yes, that's why I did yes. the buttons buttons. Uh, yes. um, it's such a good show. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it for anyone like under 17, but yeah. it's a very good show. It's about gay pirates, and it's really good. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Loveland Libcast YA Book Talk. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Loveland Libcast. And hope you enjoyed us talking about this YA title, Crooked Kingdom by Lee Bardugo. We will do another one of these in the next couple of months. We haven't chosen a YA title yet, but it'll come around and we'll pick a good one. And we hope you join us and I will talk to you all next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.